Welcome to Hope for the Day with Hope Church Birmingham. We are a new life-giving community who live by a simple mission. We want people to find hope in Jesus and to bring that hope to a world in need. I'm Adam, I'm the lead pastor, and I will continue a series titled, What Did Jesus Say? Would you do me a quick favor? We created these podcast episodes to be a resource of equipping followers of Jesus with scripture and application for their week. If you enjoy listening, could you just take a quick moment, like, share this podcast wherever you may listen or share things on social media so that we can make this a resource that's available to many who haven't yet stumbled on it. Thanks so much. Let's dive on in. If I could put a simple title on today's podcast, it would be called Kiss the Wave. You may be wondering, where is it going with this one? Well, let me let me ask, have you ever been at the beach when a large wave comes crashing in? It's happened to me many, many a times where I'm in the water and unexpectedly, boom, I get slapped in the face by a big old wave. <laughs> this past summer, we took the family down to the beach and the waves were relatively rough during the week because of a storm offshore. But that didn't keep us from at least getting in the water, right? I mean, you can't go to the beach and not dive in a little bit. And the kids were in the water in their floaties and goggles. And I had this vivid image of my daughter standing, having fun, and getting smacked by a wave, getting knocked over, trying to get up, and getting hit by another wave, trying to get up, laughing and stumbling the whole way back to shore because she couldn't get her footing without a wave crashing into her. Now, having this image, you would probably call me crazy if I looked at my daughter and yelled, Kiss the wave! Ansley, kiss the wave! (laughs) But that's exactly what Charles Spurgeon said once when he said, I have learned to kiss the wave that throws me against the rock of ages. Wow. Learning to kiss the wave that throws me against the rock of ages. That is such a cool and challenging thought for me personally. He's saying, yeah, storms may come. Yes, it may seem like waves are crashing all around us. But if they bring me closer to Jesus, I have an opportunity to actually kiss the wave. I have an opportunity in the storm to recognize that I'm actually close to the rock of ages, the support, my refuge. See, storms are never easy, but if they put me closer to Jesus, if I find refuge in the presence of God amidst the storm, it can be a blessing. Today in John chapter 6, verses 16 through 21, we see the disciples in a place where they're having to learn to kiss the wave. So let's look at John 6, starting in verse 16. When evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got into a boat, and started across the sea to Capernaum. It was now dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. The sea became rough because a strong wind was blowing. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and coming near the boat, and they were frightened. But he said to them, It is I. Do not be afraid. Then they were glad to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going. So we have the disciples who are really instructed by Jesus to go down and get in the boat, but Jesus wasn't with them. And a storm comes along, and here we find them. They're they're fighting for their lives. They see Jesus, and they're afraid. There's so much to really unpack in these few verses here. But in verse 17, it says, It was now dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. 
I once heard a pastor say there is affliction in the absence. Let me say that again. There's affliction in the absence where Jesus isn't present in our life. Don't be surprised if we run into difficulty. That's why it's so important to welcome Jesus into every aspect of our life, our workplace, our family, our dreams, our fears, all of it. We need to welcome Jesus into every bit of our life. He is not a part-time God, so let's not give him part-time access. Let's give him everything. But I also believe that the disciples had difficulty and were you know, struggling without Jesus a little bit because they knew how good it was with Jesus. They had just seen him perform the miracle of feeding 5,000 with the little bread and little fish. <laughs> like, come on. They knew how good it was to be with them. They knew the blessing that comes in proximity to the provider. Sometimes I think we don't even recognize what we're missing because we have getting, gotten used to not having Jesus present. The disciples knew that something was off. I think there's sometimes people, and maybe even some of us have found ourselves in this place before in our life, where we don't know the sweetness of Jesus. And as a result, we don't know what we're missing when he's not present. I think of the time when I first moved to Central Florida when I was in college, and I could not stand to drink the water. If it wasn't from a bottle, I couldn't drink it. Not because I'm bougie, but because the water tasted terrible. The water in Central Florida has a strong like sulfur flavor and aftertaste. But I had a friend who was from the city we were went to school in, and he would guzzle it like it was fresh, pure, spring, Evian, or fancy Fiji water, whatever your favorite bottle of water is. But I think it was because he didn't know what he was missing, that water tastes normal, and this was not normal. I think the same thing happens sometimes. Uh, we don't, sometimes I think there are people, and maybe we, I hope we're not in this season, where we may not realize that what we're missing because we don't even know how good it is with Jesus. Let me encourage you, friends, before we get anywhere else, get in a relationship with Jesus. Welcome him everywhere in your life. And then we know sometimes storms come. And when storms come, they bring difficulty. We must know that storms do come, but how do we react to the storm? This is what matters. It's not why or how the storm comes. It's really what matters is how we react to the storm. The disciples kept rowing. They rowed about three or four miles. They kept pressing on. I think that shouldn't be overlooked. When we hit the storm, when we hit difficulty, keep pressing on. The disciples didn't simply toss the oars overboard and give up. Oh, shoot waves are here. No, Jesus, we're going to (laughs) die. I can just imagine someone was ready to blame one of the others, you know, thinking like, uh, which one of these suckers is like a Jonah? Which one of these is going to cause us to sink? We're going to throw, I think it's Peter. I'm going to throw him over. (laughs) I can just imagine one of those disciples thinking that. But I do have some thoughts in how we can respond to the storms of life. If we know they come, then we need to know how do I respond? How can I kiss the wave when the wave's crashing about? Kissing the wave really is this idea of being grateful in the face of difficulty. Sometimes we can be so focused on getting out of a storm that we can miss on what we can get out of a storm. (laughs) You may be wondering, what did you just say? Let me say that again. Sometimes I think we can be so focused on getting out of a storm that we miss out on what we can get out of a storm. What are we missing 
from the opportunity? What, what opportunities are we missing? What growth can I be missing during the middle of the storm? Because I'm so ready to get out of it. But I think there's two steps we can do. The first thing is confess what's wrong. Confess what's wrong with your difficulty. Confess, address the issue. If you've got cancer, denying the prognosis does no good. It's something that must be addressed. It's a plan that must be taken, out, taken in action. But then we must secondly, and really most importantly, profess what is right. So confess what's wrong. Say, yeah, I'm in a storm. Here I am. But I'm going to profess what's right. If you have cancer, then let me profess the truth and promise of God's healing power. Professing the promises of God adjust my perspective. <laughs> let me say that again. Professing the promises of God will adjust our perspective. So yes, we may be in the storm. Recognize it. Hey, I'm in a difficult season. Or hey, I'm struggling with this. Or hey, I need healing in this area. Or I have a dream that I have not seen come to fruition. And it's difficult. I'm in conflict. Or I am in chaos. Well, take a moment. Address that. But then at the same time, profess what is happening. And that is that you are not alone. Just like the disciples were in a boat, Jesus was with them. Just like, just like uh, the Israelites were being pursued by the Egyptians, God was with them and he parted the Red Sea. Not only were they in the wilderness, but he was with them, giving them a cloud, cloud in the day and fire by night. He was with them every step of the way. And he is with us today and he is with us every day moment if we welcome him. So let us be encouraged if you are in difficulty or whatever season you're in, friends. Let me encourage you. Confess what's wrong, but also profess what is right. Because when the disciples realized who was with them in the storm, it was no ghost. It was no dream. It was Jesus. Jesus was saying with declaration, it is me. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid today, friends. Jesus is with you. The storm calmed. The disciples made it to their destination. But not only did that happen, we see in Matthew 14, Matthew accounts the same instance, and he tells us that Peter walked on water. Yeah, we know that he stepped out on water and began to walk to Jesus, and he began to sink. But, but I think it needs to be commended that he actually took a step of faith amidst the storm. My hope is that you'll hear this message this message, and apply the thought that we can find hope in the storm, that we can take steps of faith in the storm, and we can find a positive in almost any season we may be in. I don't pretend to know the trauma or the pain you may be enduring in this season, but I do know that God is with you and He is for you. Let me tell you this. I do believe every testimony starts with a test. Think about it, testimony. If you pass the test, you get a testimony, which I believe a testimony helps us overcome the next obstacle. If you're in a storm today, friends, look to Jesus. Know that you're not alone. Keep pressing on. Don't give up. Kiss the wave. If it's pushing us closer to Jesus, what good can I get out of it? Because being close to Jesus is a big deal. And that matters. And I need to pursue Jesus. So if we're in a storm, if we're in difficulty, keep pursuing Jesus. Keep asking him what he can do. Because I know he is a refuge and he is a calming peace. Because 
Yes, they were in the storm, but when Jesus came, the storm subsided and he took them to where they needed to be. And I believe he'll do the same thing with you. When we're aware of Jesus, it may not be necessarily easy, but it's easier because Jesus is with us and he's going to, he's our refuge and he's going to help us get to us to the destination and the purpose and the plan that he orchestrated is in his orchestrating for each one of us. Psalms 9, 9 says this, Lord is a refuge for the oppressed and a stronghold in times of trouble. Let that be a promise for you. If you're feeling oppressed or in time of trouble, Jesus is a refuge and he's a stronghold. Let's kiss the wave today, friends. Thanks. Let me go ahead and say Merry Christmas from Hope Church. Thank you for engaging with us. If you enjoyed this episode or this podcast, make sure you like it wherever you're listening. If it's on Spotify, you can give us a couple stars. Let us know you enjoy it. If it's on Anchor or somewhere, you can share this anywhere. If you like this, make sure you like it, share it wherever you listen. Also, if you say, hey, I would love to support what's going on at Hope Church, you could do so by visiting us at hopechurchbhm.com give. Merry Christmas and see you next Wednesday.